0: The pipeline is back up, and but we shouldn't uh, rest on our laurels quite yet. Uh, the conflict in Israel is getting hotter. Could the United States be facing a coup? And the Centers for Disease Control makes a huge announcement. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> Hey hey! This is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talkin' Politics. I I really didn't even think I was gonna do a podcast today because I thought there's really not that much as far as the news goes. Kind of a slow news day. Well, it actually isn't a slow news day. In matter of fact, it's not even twelve o'clock, and I've I've got definitely at least an hour of content. So let's get to it. First things first, the Colonial Pipeline is back online. But um, the costs to get it back online might be a little bit more than the worth, according to Bloomberg. The Colonial Pipeline company paid nearly five million in Eastern Europe to Eastern European hackers on Friday, contradicting reports earlier this week that the company had no intention of paying an extortion fee to help restore the country's largest fuel pipeline, according to two people familiar with the transaction. Now, I don't know why they said Friday, today's Thursday, but okay, whatever. It's probably from England. But so much for not giving in to Russian terrorists, right? This is not a good thing. I'm glad they got the pipeline up and I'm glad to hear things will get to normal. But the reality is you're paying terrorists. These are Cyber terrorists. That's what they are. It was found the best way was just to pay dark side, which was the hacker group, um, to res- in, then to restore from backup, if that was even possible. Which you have to understand with ransomware, it's sometimes what poor uh, what poor backup systems do is they typically will back up the virus itself, the ransomware itself, and they will lose all of their data. Uh, so I don't know what's happening over at Colonial Pipeline, but that might be it. The payment was made in Bitcoin, which is untraceable. So they did give $5 million in Bitcoin. And it really shows the weakness of the Biden administration. The Biden administration saw this as a matter between the company and the hackers. It was a private matter, and they were going to have nothing to do with it. Uh, This will only invite more attacks, as we'll see in a few minutes. So, but, whatever. It will take about two weeks for production levels to reach normal. So all of the fuel shortages that they have in the uh, southeast, they're going to continue. People are going to panic. So we're going to see what's going to end up happening. Uh, but let's face it, this this shortage works for the Biden administration. They want to get rid of, the left wants to get rid of fossil fuels. I, I'm so tired of hearing about Biden being in control of his presidency. He's not. That's one of the stories, by the way, I skipped and I'm going to bring up tomorrow. Um, they want to get rid of fossil fuels. They want people to stop driving. They want people to start driving electric cars if they're going to drive at all. They want people to stop traveling. They want to limit the movement of the people. And this could be seen with the question that was given to the Secretary of Energy, uh, Jennifer Granholm. She was asked by the media a really interesting question. So here's the question. This is what the reporter asked. Quote, obviously we have have the acute issues with the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack, but looking more holistically in a macro view, how does this speed up the efforts at the DOE, the Department of Energy, to move in a more renewable direction since this is going to have an impact on the people at the pump? Are you kidding me? That's your question? we had our infrastructure attacked by russian cyber terrorists the biden administration did absolutely nothing about it and the reporter is asking the administrator the administration the directory the uh, secretary of energy how the government can spend more money on new technology by the way th- what's crazy about this the technology they're talking about primarily wind and solar This stuff is only about 10% efficient, whereas gas, natural gas, uh, natural gas and nuclear are about 100% efficient. God, our media is terrible. I I swear to God, our media is terrible. Those are the questions I'd want to know. Why didn't the administration do anything about this? This is a serious thing. They hacked our our oil industry. What if they hacked our electric industry? And if they could hack our oil industry, why are you thinking they're not going to be able to hack a renewable energy industry? It seems to me that this would be something you should probably want to know. Anyway, well, uh, this gal's response, uh, Granholm's response, was just precious. Uh, Quote, yeah, I mean, we obviously are all in on making sure that we meet President's the president's goals of getting to 100% clean electricity by 2035 and net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And you know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. Really? That's your answer? By the way, she tried to push back. She realized that, oh frick, I just stepped in it here. And she came up with another two paragraphs, stammering through another two paragraphs of a response. But, but the reality is, this is what they think of you. Hey, you know what? What if I can't afford a $60,000 electric car that'll go over 100 miles on a charge? Talk about out of touch. See, here's the thing. The Biden administration doesn't care they they only care about leftists and let's call it what it is that this environmental thing has nothing to do with uh, has nothing to do with cleaning up the environment if it did biden would be pissing on china right now to get china to lower their emissions from 27% higher than the united states the eu india and one african a couple of african countries combined But it's not about environmentalism or saving the planet. It's all about power and changing our economy. That's all they want to do. And they don't give a damn if your life has to be changed to the point where you can't travel, to the point where you're having trouble getting jobs. They want you to depend on the government. Meanwhile... The panic continues in, in the Southeast. A lot of folks in the Southeast are hoarding gasoline. Uh, today, Biden is telling everyone not to panic. This whole thing is temporary. It's over. It'll take a couple weeks. Everything's going to be fine. There was a hysterical video going around Twitter yesterday of some gal filling up plastic bags with gas and putting the gas in her trunk. F- friggin' Amazing. Pete Buttigieg, our awesome transportation secretary, who has absolutely no experience with transportation, but does like trains, actually had to tell people on CNN not to put gasoline in trash bags. This is just amazing what we're seeing. And it's only 113 days into the Biden presidency. Isn't this amazing? Well, you want to hear something else amazing? The AP is reporting today that a ransomware attack has occurred against the Washington, D.C. Police Department. The group is another Russian-based group called the Babuk Group. They're asking for $4 million in ransom. And if they do not get that $4 million, they're actually going to release information from that police department. Though this isn't, the AP couldn't confirm it. Apparently, the Washington, D.C. Police Department is negotiating with this Babook group. And they offered the group $100,000. The group said, Negotiation over. And again, I haven't, con- no, nothing, none of this is confirmed yet. The Babu group says that uh, $100,000 isn't enough uh, and negotiations over. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I guess that's one way to defund the police, according to the left pay criminal gangs to stay out of police data. What the hell is our government doing right now? And don't get me wrong, I think it's partially Trump's fault too. I think it's partially Trump's fault, Obama's fault, Bush's fault, Clinton's fault. This crap should have been dealt with. But I, I can't believe we're actually paying cyber terrorists not to shut us down. It's really, really, really embarrassing. And considering we were the ones, the mil- our military were the ones that actually created the internet. I find it amazing that we can't just go in there and, and I know we can, we're just not doing it. We're just not paying for it. Joe Biden today sat back and, or yesterday sat back and was asked about it, about um, these attacks. And then he started talking about how he wanted to spend more money on education. I, this guy is has so lost it. Yeah, he said, Well, we need to educate people to be hackers and understand cyber security. Okay, couple of things. Do you notice that this guy always finds a way to make it that the government needs to spend more money? I it just amazes me. And I know he did that on purpose. This was not a this was not a white moment that he had where his brain just freaking lost it, though. If you listen to him, it kind of sounded like he did. But this is, this is just a, a... Take a crisis and twist it so that we can get more money, tax more people, and then, you know, the government will take care of everything. The government doesn't take care of crap, by the way. Uh, the other thing about that statement, which I, I find amazing, is we have developed the Internet. We have the best hackers in the world. Have the CIA go find them and have them start working for them. You can go to prison right now. You can go to prison right now, and there is the best hacker in the world serving a life sentence, multiple life sentences for selling drugs on the dark web. Impressive hacker. Got caught by accident because he got sloppy. Get the guy out of prison And tell them, this is what we need. How do we do it? We have the best hackers in the world. We invented this thing. Oh, just incredible. So, next story here. Uh, The battle continues in the Middle East. uh, And it's getting pretty ugly between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. Um, There have been close to 4,000 missiles launched uh, within the last 48 hours from the Gaza Strip into Israel. Gaza Strip is controlled by the Palestinian Authority. And I think it is. I, I, I hope it is. I think, I, I don't want to be completely wrong about this, but there have been a lot of missiles sent from the Palestinian Authority into Israel. Israel has been responding, as they should. And I want to tell you this, make this very clear. They have been Responding. In other words, they haven't started any of this. It's the terrorist organization Hamas that is actually doing this. And we'll get into a little bit more about that in a second because it isn't just Hamas. They've been responding with 600 of their own attacks. And apparently these attacks have been relatively successful. They have been killing the leadership of the Hamas terrorist group. Israel has said that everything could simply end if the Palestinians would just stop firing missiles into their country. That, I mean, they they flat out say it, guys, just stop doing it and you'll be fine. Meanwhile, the IDF, which is the Israeli Defense Federation or Foundation or whatever the F means, they've been sitting back and saying, uh, actually, very happy. They're very happy with what they've been doing because they've been killing the right people, apparently. And since the Palestinians are shooting these missiles from the streets and apartment buildings, hospitals, and schools, they, they say they've been relatively careful and they haven't really been hitting anyone. That's not going to stop them from a ground war. But they're saying they've been pretty successful. They're bragging about it. Seven to nine children were killed on the Gaza Strip or within the Palestinian Authority territory. And of course, the left is flipping out. You've got Ilhan Omar, um, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and of course, AOC all flipping. AOC doesn't know what she's talking about. Even even a couple people are commenting about her tweets making absolutely no sense. I don't have any of those tweets here because I just don't care. I don't want to listen to them. But they're saying, oh, nine kids were killed. Well, it was seven to die. They're not really sure. Well, Just to show you how the left lies about this and how they hate Israel, it was actually Hamas who had killed those seven to nine children. Their missiles accidentally or didn't actually make it into Israel and landed on to an apartment building. So, And we're not even sure it was seven. We don't know who was killed. This is all based on Palestinian media. But uh, apparently it was the Palestinians that actually did the killing. Uh, The IDF said, no, we didn't do that. OK, uh, the Palestinians are now admitting they're getting the missiles and the funding from Iran. Um, that's a Joe, Joe Biden gaffe. Now, mind you, Joe Biden gaffed a couple of times. He's negotiating with Iran. He's releasing money into Iran. Obviously, Iran, who has really been neutered in the last four years, is getting money from someplace. Uh Iran basically stopped all this crap because they just didn't have any money due to Trump's policies and his uh, restrictions, his economic restrictions. Now, suddenly, Iran has money to be giving Hamas missiles. So, uh, the, uh, Israel has threatened a land war, and they said, and they're promising they're not going to end that land war until they kill every Hamas, Fatah, an islamic jihad terrorist leader in the region so we are now looking at pure war in the middle east because you know if israel walks in they're going to make sure that hamas can't do anything for the next several years and apparently they have heaven wep- heavy weaponry and they have troops already on the border ready to go, and considering, I mean, today they sent 400 missiles into Israel, it doesn't look like Hamas is going to stop. So it looks like they're going to walk in, and Israel should. I mean, yesterday, Joe Biden said, well, you know, Israel has a right to defend itself. Well, that's putting it mildly. I mean, you've got a terrorist organization that's lobbing missiles into the country. If Mexico did the same thing, To the United States, you better believe we'd have an American planet in Mexico City in 15 minutes. This is not something that is... Of course, Joe Biden is getting crap bored. Even AOC and Ilhan Omar both said something on Twitter about it. It's just absolutely asinite. I personally think Israel should just go in and wipe it out. I think they should go in and they should take the territory. Kill every Hamas, every uh, Islamic Jihad... Every Fatah member, kill them all, plant an Israeli flag, expand their territory, and make sure this never happens again. I wouldn't blame them if if they did. I mean, the United States should be doing the same thing. If anyone in Canada decided to attack us, a bunch of people in Montreal would have to start learning English because there's no way the United States would allow them to keep speaking French. All right. Ugh. Okay, this is a really interesting story, and I didn't think much of it until I actually read it. But more than 120 retired generals and admirals from the United States Armed Forces warned in a letter this week that the U.S. is entering into a state of deep peril under the leadership of President Joe Biden, and even called into question his physical and mental health. Here is uh, the introduction to the letter, and then we'll talk a little bit about what they're saying is the problem. Quote, our nation is in deep peril. We are in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. The conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty. During the 2020 election, an open letter from senior military leaders was signed by 317 retired generals and admirals. By the way, did you ever hear anything about that? Of course not. And it said the 2020 election could be the most important election since our country was founded. Quote, with the democracy, Democrat Party welcoming socialists and Marxism, our historic ways of life are at stake. Unfortunately, that statement's truth was quickly revealed, beginning with the election process itself. Without fair and honest elections that accurately reflect the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost. Election integrity demands ensuring there is one legal vote cast, counted per citizen. Legal votes are identified by the state's legislature's approved controls using government IDs, verified signatures, etc. By the way, that's in the Constitution. Today, many are calling such common-sense controls as racist, quote, racist, end quote, in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. Using racial terms to suppress proof of eligibility is itself a tyrannical intimidation tactic. Additionally, the rule of law must be enforced in our election processes to ensure integrity. The FBI and the Supreme Court must act swiftly when election irregularities are surfaced and not ignored. ignore them, as was done in 2020. Finally, H.R. 1 and S. 1, if passed, would destroy election fairness and allow Democrats to forever remain in power violating our Constitution and ending our representative republic. Aside from the election, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, bypassing the Congress with more than 50 executive orders quickly signed, many reversing the previous administration's effective policies and regulations. Moreover, population control actions such as excessive lockdowns, school and business closures, and most alarming censorship of written and verbal expression are all direct assaults on our fundamental rights. We must support and hold accountable politicians who act to counter socialism, Marxism, and progressivism. Support our constitutional republic and insist on a fiscally responsible governing uh, governing while focusing on all Americans, especially the middle class, not special interest or extremist groups, which are used to define us, divide us into warring factions. So when they wrote this, and it does sound like kind of a Republican talking point, a conservative, but it's not. It's actually a conservative talking point. This is what I believe. Everything, maybe that's why I think it almost as conservative propaganda. But the reality is, they're right. This, These are conservative principles. And don't confuse a Republican with a constitutional conservative. Which, by the way, is what the military is. The military is there when they make their, when they actually give their uh, oath They give it to the Constitution. They don't give it to the President. They say they will follow the the President's orders and they will follow the the, uh, orders of their superiors. But the reality is they are there to protect the Constitution, even if it's from the government. This is coup-level stuff. This is a serious letter. And even though all of these generals and all of these admirals are actually retired that doesn't change the fact that they do have some uh, they do have some uh, influence on the existing leadership of the military and a lot of the leadership of the military they should believe in exactly this so they asked they they decided to give a list of some of the things that the uh, Biden administration is completely ignoring that is actually damaging our country and that this needs to be reversed in order to protect our country. And guess what? Again, as a constitutional conservative, I I was also a member of the military, I agree with every one of these. They blast the open border policy that allows terrorists and low-wage workers and people who will not be able to make money, which means they're gonna be put on our economic rolls, being allowed just to walk willy-nilly over the, border, over the border. They say this cannot happen because you do not know who these people are. They point to the threat of China and how China is being ignored right now as the truly, and this is an overused term, as truly an existential threat to democracy. We always hear existential threats, existential threats. China is an existential threat. They could kill the United States it, as far as our economy goes, as far as democracy, and they're only getting more powerful. They talk about the censorship problem and cancel culture, how free speech is actually, and that's what they talk about, how free speech is being curtailed. And anybody who says something that doesn't go to the narrative, they're called a racist, they're censored, or they're canceled. They talk about the canceling of the Keystone pipeline, which actually cost us our energy independence. And now we have to go get oil from countries who, by the way, hate us. I know Saudi Arabia is our ally on paper, but Saudi Arabia doesn't like the United States. And they will screw the United States. And they are actually one of the countries that likes us and we should, we could be dealing with. But no other country out there actually really gives a damn about the United States. Re-entering the Iran nuclear deal. We are seeing, because Iran, I, we couldn't confirm, we can't confirm it yet. Iran is saying that the Biden administration has already released held money. But the reality is they must be because they're already supporting terrorist groups again. They weren't doing that for three years under Trump. And they weren't doing it for three years under Trump because Trump refused to give them any money. The militarization of Washington D.C. Why do we have fifty thousand troops, uh, um, uh, troops surrounding Washington D.C.? Not only is this a waste of government resources, of military resources, this is also kind of tyrannical. This is the people's house. Washington D.C. is the people's house, and meanwhile, people can't walk freely without being without seeing military with guns hanging around the politic the politicization of the military is something they bring out the um uh, the woke culture critical race theory transgenders political correctness they basically say there is no room for that the military is there to fight to protect the United States against enemies foreign and domestic it actually says that the lack of lo- the lack of law and order i and by by the way if you go to dumbassestalkinpolitics.com, you can read the letter the letter is there it's much longer than what i'm saying it's about 3 pages but the lack of law and order the 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 allowing of anarchy in our streets and the condemnation of law enforcement the dimin- and then finally, most importantly, the diminished capacity of President Biden. The, men- the diminished mental and physical capacity. This is an issue. It cannot be ignored. This is a man who has the codes to the nuclear, our, our nuclear arms. And this guy can't get through a sentence without freaking bungling it he can't walk up the stairs of air force one without falling three times and i believe it actually says that in the letter this is a man that is not able to run the country now here's the thing all this this is very dangerous for the biden administration it's great for us it means that maybe there are people in the military that are looking at this and saying okay we can't have this anymore Maybe it is time for the 25th Amendment. The Democrats don't want to get rid of Biden. Ben Shapiro said this. He says this multiple times. Because Joe Biden is the calming figure. If you had Kamala Harris there, oh my God, nobody likes Kamala Harris. People in our old state didn't like Kamala Harris. Can you imagine if she's president? And there's an article that I'll I'll bring up tomorrow. I can't bring it up today because I still have one more piece of breaking news. There's an article that says, it's actually Susan Rice that's running the government right now. This was broken from Fox News. I don't know how true it is, but we can talk about it. You know somebody's running the government. It ain't Joe Biden. Joe Biden yesterday basically was asked a question. He said, well, I'm not supposed to really answer your questions, but I will because I like you. It's like, what? You're the president of the United States. You can do whatever you want do you think Donald Trump would listen to his advisors that said, don't answer a question? No, I doubt it. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he would have fired him for, for telling him something like that. But this is where coups come from. Okay? A coup is a military takeover of the government. and the, And according to the Constitution and according to the oath that is said and signed by all military personnel their actual work is to follow the president of the united states and or the leadership within the military they aren't supposed to do that and they are there to protect the constitution if you have generals and you have leadership within the military and i can't and knowing lots of military people and being in the military myself I know this is true. You're not going to have a lot of people that like what Biden's doing. Could we be seeing a coup? I don't know, but this letter should scare the crap out of the Biden administration. And this letter, if this is the second letter that was sent by this group, and there are some recognizable names in that in that letter. This should scare the guard scare the crap out of the Biden administration. The final news story of the day, and this is, it. I mean, literally, this story came out maybe 30 minutes ago. So, this is brand spanking new, and it's about freaking time. Per the Wall Street Journal, they have, CDC has released, the Centers for Di- Disease Control has released brand new guidelines today. Quote, fully vaccinated people don't need a ma- to wear a mask or physically distance during outdoor or indoor activities, large or small, federal health officials said today. The fullest easing of the pandemic recommendations so far. The fully vaccinated should continue to wear a mask while traveling by plane, bus, or train, and the guidance doesn't apply to certain places like hospitals, nursing homes, and prisons, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said Thursday. Now, I I had a hard time. I actually doing this a little later than I thought because I wanted to hear the press conference. And guess what they said? Yep. We've looked at the, we've looked at the stuff. We've looked at the science. We've looked at everything. Um, We've got enough people that are actually vaccinated. Yeah. We, we pretty much think if you're vaccinated, you can do whatever you want. You can go to a baseball game with 70,000 people not going to be a, a thing to worry about. The vaccinations apparently the are between 93 and 98% and that is uh, studies that are across the world. So, yay, I don't need to be I don't I'm vaccinated. I don't need to do it. I'm fully vaccinated now. It's been 3 weeks since I got my vaccine. Yay, about freaking time. Now, There are some questions that haven't really been answered in that press conference. Uh, They were asked, and the answers were kind of BS answers. So the first thing is, what changed from two weeks ago to this week? That was one question. It was actually asked. I mean, the science is the same. Why now? Well, I think the reason the science suddenly changed in two weeks is because of pressure. People are getting sick and tired of being knocked, uh, being shut down. Yesterday, the head of the National Teachers Association, the, nat- the major teachers union, actually said schools need to be reopened and they need to be fully reopened. That was the first time she said it. And the reason she said it is because last week she said they still needed to be closed. Last week, like three days ago, she said they completely needed to be kept closed because they weren't sure about teacher safety and crap like that. And she got torn apart by uh, Megan McAllen of Fox News. And then suddenly, I think she actually said that on Sunday. And it was yesterday that she suddenly changed her mind. and we need to reopen schools altogether. So what happened? We were going down two weeks ago, too. Why all of a sudden no one can wear masks? Um, the other question is when are states actually going to reopen? Because right now, a lot of the mask mandates, a lot of the mandates are per state government. I do not think the federal government can actually tell a state what to do. So what's going to happen in California where I live? Okay, right now, you still see a bunch of idiots walking around with masks on. I I don't go to Stater Brothers because I've got a local market that I go to that will let me walk around without a mask. So what's going to happen? Is, or does that mean that Gavin Newsom, Mr. Science Guy, is going to sit back and say, okay, you don't need a mask anymore. I'm canceling all mandates. Is that what's going to happen? The other question is, when are schools going to reopen? Uh, we've been talking, okay, they, they said schools can reopen. They basically said that. Schools can reopen. But here's the thing. Um, they were talking specifically with vaccinated people. What about people that aren't vaccinated? So I know they opened the vaccinations for children two years to 16 years. I understand that. That's great. Except what if I don't want to give my two-year-old a vaccine? Because it's just not necessary. The risk-reward is just not high, especially in the house where the parents are vaccinated. Why would I give my two-year-old a vaccine when the two-year-old chances are Might get it, may get it asystematically, won't probably feel bad, may last a day. It's not a thing. What about about those? What about that? And what about those that aren't vaccinated? Now, I'm vaccinated, so technically I can walk into Stater Brothers right now, go buy a steak without a mask on. Okay? But are you just going to trust that I say I'm vaccinated and I walk in? Is this actually paving the way for vaccine passports which I am not a fan of. I don't think I should be I should be have to walk through my con- my country with a passport that says I'm allowed to go to your business um, finally here's here's a here's a big question um, is Joe Biden finally gonna stop wearing the three masks he wears every time he walks around. Is he finally going to go to a press conference with nothing on his face? Because every time you wa- he walks around, he's wearing a mask. And he's not wearing just one. He's usually wearing two. And he's fully vaccinated. And he wears them outside. He wears them inside. He wears them everywhere. Is Joe Biden re- going to accept this new news? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so that news just came out, uh, literally, and I I did get through this faster than I I thought I did, but um, it's still running a little long. But we're going to have to see, because right now this news is so new, even the White House hasn't responded to it yet. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to watch it. But it's going to be interesting to see. Now, Betsy DeVos, or no, that's Betsy DeVos. Oh, yes, there it is. The Teachers' Union. Uh, the American, uh, what is it, the American Teachers Federation, that's what they're called, uh, she announced today all schools need to be reopened, fully reopened. Hmm, amazing. After you got torn apart by Martha McCullum on Fox News on Sunday, Thursday, you're saying everything, or Wednesday, you're saying everything needs to be reopened. Uh, I wonder what's going on. I think by the Biden administration is losing control. I think they see they're losing control. And I think they real they realize okay we got to start raining some of this in, and then if you put in Israel and the Palestine conflict, you put in inflation. I mean we didn't even talk about that. Inflation rate was double what it was supposed to be, or no I'm sorry triple what it was supposed to be. So inflation is on the rise. You got a gas crisis and gas shortages in the southeast. You've got increasing gas prices. California gas is going to go up 60% or 60 cents by the end of the month because they have to put in that new formula in the gas to prevent climate change or fires or whatever. Gas is already at 4.05 a gallon. So you're looking at $5 a gallon gas by the end of by the end of this month. Biden administration, they're losing their stuff. And I think they're trying to figure out, okay, how can we make the people happy? We got to rein this in. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbasses where you can actually read, uh, go to all the links, and take a look at where I got my information. I hope you guys have a great uh, have a great day, and uh, tomorrow we're going to get in some of the stories I had to skip today. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.